Hello, whole family. How are you? God is good. God is good all the time. I have missed you. I have been longing to meet with you, worship with you together, and hug you, even give you some uh, neck massages. Uh, I'm so happy that you are uh, worshiping with us wherever you are in our hearts and minds and spirit together before God. Let's come to God in prayer. Father God, we love you, we honor you, we say we are yours, we belong to you. In this season you say, be still and know that I am God, that I will be honored among the nations, I will be honored among all the ends of the earth. We just come and look to you, God. We say you are good, we honor you, God. We want to worship in spirit and truth. And we want to see you face to face. We want more than a nice message. We want your presence, even in our houses, in our hearts, in our lives, God. That you will be master and Lord of all. Your kingdom will come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So be here with us. Speak to our hearts and minds. Meet us here. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. 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 By the way, let's, I'll just let you know, this is the third take. I had a few mistakes. This is the third time I'm recording this. Hopefully this will go okay. Suddenly everything changed. There are times and events in our lives when everything changes. Sometimes even suddenly. I remember that day. It was, I believe it was Tuesday morning. September 11th. I was getting ready to go to Virginia Beach for time of prayer. My wife called me in the morning about 9, asking me, telling me to uh, turn the TV on and, and check the news. And the very images I saw, the plane that crashed into the World Trade Center uh, tower and all the, the panics and that going on was still uh, unerasable in my mind. Since then, a lot of things changed. The way we do things, especially when you travel, and other ways things have changed. There are times and events in our lives when everything changes. I believe we are in one of those seasons where everything, everything is changing. With this coronavirus pandemic, that is ravaging the nations, when the economies are crumbling and uncertainties everywhere, there's a lot of uh, uncertainties where darkness seems to reign. Some, some, there's some new vocabularies that came about. Social distancing, self-quarantine, flatten the curve, such, such words as immunocompromised, who, W-H-O, not the English rock band, the shelter in place, virtual worship service, Zoom is becoming a familiar place to meet people. Distance learning and virtual learning. Some of the words, the new vocabularies we are learning these days. I have never washed my hands as, the, as I've done these days. Of course, my wife made it, made me do it. I'm, I'm dying to hug someone too. In these days, in midst of storm, darkness seems to rain. You don't know 
when we will get out of this or, or even whether we will get out of it at all. What would our future look like? Uh, anxiety, fear, uncertainty, hopelessness seem to reign everywhere. Yet, but God tells us, be still, Psalm 4610, be still and know that I am God. I will be honored by every nation. I'll be honored throughout the world. I like the way the Passion Translation or Paraphrase says it. God, you are such a safe and powerful place to find refuge. You are a proven help in time of trouble. More than enough and always available whenever I need you. So we will never fear. Even if every structure of support were to crumble away, we will not fear. Even when the earth quakes and shakes, moving mountains and casting them into the sea. For the raging roar of stormy winds and crashing waves cannot erode our faith in you. Verse 10 it says, Surrender your anxiety. Be silent. Stop striving. And you will see that I am God. I am the God above all the nations. And I will be exalted to rock the whole earth. You see, in 2 Timothy 1.7, it says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. It was about a little over three weeks ago, I think it was March 13th, in my prayer, God gave me a verse out of the blue, 12.13, Exodus 12.13, which says, The blood shall be a sign for you on the house where you live. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. And no plague will befall you to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. You see, I took this verse and meditated and prayed about it for the last three weeks. And as I prayed about it, I believe this is a promise, a word of hope and courage for Hope Church and God's people. You see, when God gave this word to Israel, Israel was in the midst of the suddenly of God. God's hand of deliverance was on the land of Egypt. God was punishing the land as it, as it set God's people from freedom, set set. God's people free from bondage. There were plagues of the plagues which God sent that devastated the land. Yet the king of Egypt, Pharaoh, would not listen to God and would not let God's people go. Now God says there will be last, final, devastating plague. It says, in Exodus 11.1, 1, Now the Lord said to Moses, uh, One more plague I will bring on Pharaoh and on Egypt. 
After that, he will let you go from here. When he lets you go, he will surely drive you out from here completely. You see, God told him, and Moses continues, says, Thus says the Lord, about midnight I'm going out into the midst of Egypt, and all the firstborn in the land of Egypt shall die, from the firstborn of the Pharaoh who sits on his throne, even to the firstborn of the slave girl who is behind the millstone, and all the firstborn of the cattle as well. Then Pharaoh will let my people go. Actually, he will even drag them out completely. You see, one of the things I understand, even through this story, is that in the plagues, even in this plague, God had his purpose and plan for his people. I do not know whether this pandemic we are in is a judgment from God or not. But I do not know what cause it where it came from. But I do know even through all these plagues, all these things, God is in control. God has his purpose and plan for his people beyond all these things. So you see, to, to Israel, God says this in verse chapter 12, verse 2. From now on, this month will be the first month of the new year for you. God says, uh, from this month, this will be a new beginning for you. This month will be called for the first month of the year from now on. And then, in, and, and says, uh, announce the whole, to the whole community of Israel that on the 10th day of this month, each family must choose a lamb or a young goat for sacrifice, one animal for each household. And God says, this will be the new month. On the 10th day of this month, you will choose a lamb or goat for each family. However, if a family is too small to eat a whole animal, let them share with another family in the neighborhood. Divide the animal according to the size of each family and how much they can eat. God wanted them to choose a goat or a lamb that was supposed to be eaten that night. The whole household was supposed to eat it, nothing left behind. If the family is too small, they ought to invite other families and share with the families. So the whole, the lamb or the goat will be eaten. To invite others, share with other family. That continues on saying, take special care of this chosen animal until the evening of the 14th day of this month. From 10th day you choose, for until 14th day you take care of it. Then the whole assembly of the community of Israel must slaughter the lamb or young goat at twilight. On that day, 14th day, and the twilight, they are supposed to slaughter their animal, chosen animal. And then God tells them to something very interesting. They are to take some of the blood and smear it on the sides and the top of the door frames of the houses where they eat the animal. 
God reiterates and explains a little more in the same chapter, verse 22. Drain the blood into a basin, then take a bundle of hyssop branches and dip it into the blood. Brush the hyssop across the top and sides of the door frames of your houses, and no one may go out through the door until morning. Remember this. No one that everybody is supposed to stay in the house. They're supposed to put the uh, blood on the doorpost. And then they were supposed to have a special meal that night with the lamb or goat they chose and killed at night. And not a single person was supposed to leave. They were supposed to eat the meal that night as if it is a last meal they will eat in the land. They were supposed to be dressed as if they are ready to go somewhere. It says verse 11, These are your instructions for eating this meal. Be fully dressed, wear your sandals, and carry your walking stick in your hand. Eat the meal with urgency, but this is Lord's Passover. God says that night, you eat the meal as if it is the last meal in the land. Dress like it. Why? Because on that night, while they're all in the house, eating the meal with the lamb, with the, the lamb's blood on, on the doorpost, on that night, I will pass through the land of Egypt and strike down every firstborn son and firstborn male animal in the land of Egypt. I will ex execute judgment against all the gods of Egypt, for I am the Lord. God says that that night when they have the meal in the house with the do blood on the doorpost, that night. The judgment of God will go forth. The plague will go and kill all the firstborn in the land. God gives a promise of protection. In next verse, it says, The blood shall be assigned for you on the houses where you live. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. And no plague will befall you to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. You see, when they put the blood on the doorpost. They were, they were saying they trust in God. They were declaring their trust in the Lord God. And they were declaring also they belong to God. As they put that uh, blood on the doorpost in a land where this was seen abominable, as an abomination, where they risked being stoned they're declaring their trust in God. They're declaring they, they belong to God. That the blood was a declaration of, the, of their dependence, their trust in their God. And God says, when I see the blood, I'll pass over you. When the plague hits the land and destroys the land, but when I see the blood, I'll pass over your house. This is why it's a Passover. God was giving them a promise of protection. Not only for Israel, but those who believe in what God said. Even others who did the same, they were spared. When Israel left Egypt to the promised land, they joined them and they became part of the people of God. You see, it says, I found this uh, image in the internet. 
but the blood on your doorpost will serve as a sign marking the houses where you where you are staying is mark is a marker for the house that this house belongs to God when i see the blood i will pass over you this plague of death will not touch you when i strike the land of egypt you see when i was meditating on this passage thinking about the that the plague that is ravaging our land we are now number one in the world we have over 200,000 infected people in our nation many have died we still do not know when this will end but in midst of all that how uh this 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 word will be such a promise such an encouragement it says and the plague will come near your house to destroy you god said when i see the blood i'll pass over you your house i'm praying that this is not just a word it is a promise for hope church the blood will be a sign you see that very night that we changed everything for israel forever israel will tell about god has done how god has struck the land of egypt to set them free but god how god spared them and god told them that that they were to make this a memorial now this day will be a memorial to you and you shall celebrate it as a feast to the lord throughout your generations you are to celebrate it as a permanent ordinance god told them you are to remember this day you have to tell generation to generation what god has done how it mighty hand god has took israelites who were slaves in egypt for 400 years brought them out and gave them a free them and gave them a promise and how they God saved them how god spared them in in midst of plague as well how god protected them and guided them god said this will be a memorial for you this will be the day they will remember that night that first passover not only declared god protection over them but also foreshadowed something greater and more amazing the future shedding of the blood of the messiah jesus christ son of god John the baptizer said when he saw Jesus coming to him look the lamb of god who takes away the sin of the world bible is very clear that Jesus is a lamb who was slain for the forgiveness of sins you see last uh, i don't know how many weeks, last few weeks and even months i've been stuck I've been awed and stuck at a simple but great truth that God so loved the world that he gave his one and only begotten son Jesus Christ in order that whosoever believes in in him shall not perish but have eternal life you see it is not and never was god's will that a human being a person perish 
in his mercy and his loving kindness, he wanted, he desired to deliver and save and restore every single human being. God so loved the world. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that the truth that we hold on to? Jesus gave his own life and shed his blood that protects us, saves us, delivers us from the judgment, from the plague of all plagues, which destroys all people, whether young or old, man or woman, poor or rich, regardless of what race or regardless of what background we come from, every single person dies because of this plague, the plague of all plagues, the sin. The Bible says, all have fallen short of the glory of God. All have sinned. Everyone has sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And the wages of sin is death. This plague, worse than any plague at all, its death rate is 100%. The sin. From that sin to save us, to deliver us that God gave his only son, Jesus Christ. You see, the blood of Jesus protects and saves. Just as blood here protected the families from judgment. God wanted us to, Jesus wanted us to know what God was doing and what he came to do. The very night before he went to the cross, the very night before he goes to the cross, he had a Passover meal with disciples. And he made the Passover meal into the real supper of the Lord. He turned the Passover meal into real, true Passover meal, the Lord's Supper. Apostle Paul says this way, The Lord Jesus on the night he was betrayed, 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23 to 26, he took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way at the supper he took the cup saying, This cup is a new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. You see, Jesus on the night which celebrate the Passover meal where the blood the spared God's people from the plague. Jesus said, I make a new covenant with my blood. Whoever applies the blood of Jesus into their life. You know, when Jesus thought when he was crucified on the cross, on that on the, on the, on the cross, on the wood, the tree, his blood was put on it. Just as blood was put on the doorpost, his blood was put on it. Whoever, whoever has the blood, mark of the blood in their life, in their door, in their life, that household will be saved. You see, this week we celebrate Good Friday and Easter. As well as what we call Monday Thursday. Monday Thursday is 
Passover meal Jesus ate with disciples. To Thursday. And what I want to do is this week, this week, I want to invite all of you to join us through via Zoom to a, a meal with our Lord Jesus. We want to have our Lord's Supper together. And we will apply the blood of Jesus into our lives. And I want to ask you to go and get a grape juice. If you want to get a real wine, that's fine. But we're going to do it as a family. You gather in your family, in your home, in your family, in your house. By, by family. And, and we're going to do it together in the, through Zoom. Get, a, get grape juice, get bread. Actually, today I went to Sepe and I found uh, a matzo, which is Jewish uh, Passover bread, unleavened bread that was having a sale for five pounds for one ninety nine. Get yourself bread and we'll break the bread together. And we will do this in remembrance of what Christ has done. Jesus said, this is my body broken for you and he broke the bread and gave. He gave the, 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 the wine, the cup, this is a new covenant with I make my with my blood. We will do communion together. We want to apply the blood of Christ together into our lives. Monday, Thursday at 7 p.m. We'll send you the information. Join us. And and um, we'll ask you to uh, we'll look for the uh, link we'll get to you. So you'll join us for that. I want you to know. The moment everything changes, you see for us, the moment that everything changes suddenly is in Christ Jesus. When, when you come to trust in Jesus, do what he says. As they put the blood over the doorpost and they declare that uh, they belong to Christ, belong to God. When he declares that, indeed we apply the blood of Christ into our lives. And our household will be spared and saved. Not only for ourselves, we invite others to come and share in this thing. Jesus is our Passover. He is our Passover. The Word of God says, There is no other name that was given under heaven or anywhere else by which we may be saved. Which is the name, most beautiful name of Jesus Christ. At the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, every tongue confess that he is Lord. Whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved, Bible says. So I want to invite all of you this week to remember Jesus, our Passover. How he shed his blood to save us and deliver us from the plague of all plague, the sin. And give us new life. Not only that I believe. The Exodus 12, 13. Is a promise God is giving to God's people. Hope people. That when we put on the mark of the blood. Sign of the blood. Indeed. Uh, when God sees the sign. It will pass over our, our house. No plague will befall us. To destroy us. I'm declaring that as you come and trust in our Lord Jesus, that God will protect us 
will not let the plague come into our houses at all. But blood of Jesus, our Lord God, will protect us. We will be a place also invite others to be by protection in our God. May the Lord bless you. May we walk in remembrance and trust in our God. We'll worship God together. We'll worship God. We'll honor God this week. And join us on this Thursday, Monday, Thursday at 7 p.m. Let's come to God in prayer. I want to ask you to put your hands on your heart. Have you been fearful? Have you, have you been anxious? Not only for yourself, for the sake of your family and others. Is your heart troubled in all the anxieties and worries? Our God says, come. Be still and surrender your will and look to me and know that I am God. I'm in control. I am your strength. I'm your fortress. I'm your, I'm your refuge. Very present help in time of trouble. That Lord God says, the, sign, the blood will be a sign for you, your house, where you live in. Whenever I, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. When I strike the land of Egypt with my judgment, says the Lord God. Father, I ask you to come right now, God. We find our hope and trust in you. Jesus, you are our salvation. You are our Passover. Not only do you protect us, you deliver us. You so loved us. Even gave yourself, shed your blood that we may live. We may have life upon them. So God, come and touch every heart, every family with your joy and grace. Remind us who we are. We are greatly loved by you. In Christ Jesus, by his death, and resurrection, we have hope, God. We love you. We honor you. We give you glory. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen.